Hi, and welcome to Vetfolio Voice. I'm your host, Dr. Cassie, and I'm excited to bring you a special edition podcast from Embrace, the NAVC's Animal Advocacy Initiative. For this podcast, I'm going to hand it over to Brandon Fuller and Dana Miller from the NAVC Embrace team, who will speak with two experts about the Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Members Act. They'll discuss what this act means for our military and how you can support it. Having worked with these types of service dogs before, I've seen the amazing relationships that form between these dogs and their humans. I've heard firsthand from veterans the stories of how being paired with their service dog has made all the difference for them. So with that, let me hand it over to Brandon and Dana to help us learn more about this important piece of legislation. Take it away, guys. Thanks for the introduction, Dr. Cassie, and hello, everyone. My name is Dana Miller. And I'm Brandon Fuller. And we're with the North American Veterinary Community. And we're so excited to bring you a special edition podcast on behalf of NAVC's Embrace, an advocacy platform giving a voice to animals and those who love and care for them. In this episode, we'll be highlighting the Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Members Act, also known as the PAWS Act. The PAWS Act was introduced in Congress in 2019 by Congressman John Rutherford. We'll talk to Congressman Rutherford about why passing this act is a vital step in maintaining the mental well-being of our veterans. And we'll also have a chat with Rory Diamond, CEO of Canines for Warriors, an organization that would be able to help even more veterans with severe PTSD if the PAWS Act were passed. We hope you enjoyed this special segment from Embrace. Let's get into the discussion. Hi, Rory. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So to start, could you give our listeners a little history on Canines for Warriors and how your organization supports military veterans? Yeah, absolutely. So we're about 10 years old. And over the last 10 years, we've grown to be the nation's largest provider of service dogs for disabled American veterans. And what we do is we go around the country looking for special rescue dogs that we think would make great service dogs. We take them to our campuses. Uh, We have got two in Florida and one in Texas, and we train them to be incredible service dogs. Then we bring warriors from all around the country who come and live with us for three weeks at one of our campuses, and we train them how to use their service dog that was trained just for them. And then we provide lifetime wraparound services for each of our warriors And we've got about 620 graduates across the country. And um, our main focus is to ensure that our warriors stay alive. We want to make sure uh, that we are fighting veteran suicide, number one. And two, just giving, uh, you know, a life of independence and dignity back to our warriors. Thank you for that background. This is such a great organization. Would you mind sharing some of your experiences watching military veterans with PTSD being matched with the right service dog? That has to be an emotional moment. Yeah. So what we call it is dog day. And because our warriors come and spend three weeks with us, they come on the first Sunday of the month. And that's probably the toughest day. That's the day that I welcome them. I think in the evening we have a discussion and it's clear that they're very nervous. They're anxious. And we know based on experience that that night is the hardest one they have with us. But then on the first Monday of the month, dog day, it's absolutely incredible. You just have to imagine what's happening here. You've got a, uh, a warrior who's been waiting on our wait list for maybe up to two years, probably tried everything that the VA has to offer, prescription drugs, talk therapy, anything else, and in many ways, uh, just kind of muscling through post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injuries. And then you've got the dog who was born into a tough world. Um, we rescued it somewhere, got it back up to health, and it's been in our kennels being trained up. And then we get to the moment where we're about to introduce them both, and the warriors are nervous, the dogs 
get really amped up and they get a full body waggle because they can feel the kinetic energy in the air. And then we connect these two souls and the warrior says heal. The dog comes to his or her side. They turn around and they take their first steps together as a team. And it's incredible because you get to see hope reborn right in front of you. And then for three weeks, you see those two just become closer and closer and closer. And um, the warriors start to laugh. They share stories with their own dog. And by the time the three weeks are up, um, we're not done. We're just getting going. But you can at least see hope. And it's really powerful. Wow, that's really incredible. Just hearing your take on that. Would you say that once they're connected, after they spend those first few weeks together, they start to form kind of a best friend relationship? Yeah, there's no question. In fact, um, we, I can say it definitively. We've done many studies related to our program. And one study we did was uh, had Purdue University look at our dogs and how they're responding to their warriors. And there's some standard tests for how much a dog is, is kind of attached to their owner. And it turns out our dogs are more attached to their owners than a typical pet by a pretty significant degree. And that's really amazing. And if you think about it this way, the warriors are literally tied up with their dog for 30 days straight, except for, you know, showering the bathroom, they are connected. And there's something about that that really brings the bond together. And of course, the warriors would tell you that the dog is not just a dog. It's their battle buddy. It's um, their team. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Now, let's talk about the Pause Act. How has Canines Warriors been involved in the creation of the Pause Act and trying to get it passed in Congress? So we wrote the original version of the Pause Act um, back when uh, now Governor DeSantis was a congressman and we took a shot at it. Uh, then we wrote the second version of the Pause Act, which was introduced and uh, got about 230 co-sponsors. And now we are on the third version of the Pause Act of 2019, introduced by Congressman Rutherford, who's our congressman here in Florida. And what the uh, Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Persons Act would do is require the VA to pay for a service dog for a veteran with severe post-traumatic stress who's tried other therapies and they didn't work. Right now, we're just asking for $10 million over three years. So it's not a huge bill, but we're trying to change the VA's policy. For whatever reason, they don't believe that a service dog could be appropriate therapy for a veteran with PTSD or traumatic brain injury. What we see every day and what our research shows is that it's a profound effect. And so that's what the Pause Act would do, right this wrong. That's great. Um, would you be able to go a little bit more in detail and let us know if passed, what impact would the Pause Act have on your work? Certainly. What the Pause Act would do is um, give a veteran who's got post-traumatic stress, and it needs to be you know, relatively severe PTSD, uh, who's tried other therapies that didn't work, a $25,000 voucher. So they could go then to a pre-approved list of service dog agencies and go and get a service dog. Uh, the reason we wrote it this way is we wanted to give as much power to the veteran to go where he or she felt comfortable. And the reason why we did 25000 is that's about what Canines for Warriors invests in a service dog pair after they leave the program. And so we felt this would be a good way to help smaller agencies who aren't quite as big as Canines for Warriors get bigger to be able to hire some staff and get over that half million dollar hump because then they can become self-sustaining. They'll have vigorous uh, fundraising. They'll have a good program. 
will have a strong wraparound services and be able to provide a lot of services. Even though Canines for Warriors is the nation's largest doing what we do, we can only pair about 150 service dogs with warriors every single year. And the need is in the tens of thousands at least. So we need to just collectively as a country work on the supply. Yeah, that's good to know. And it sounds incredibly promising. If there was one message you could send to our community of animal health professionals on why it's so important they take action to support the PAWS Act, what would it be? So two important messages. One, the dogs work. We can actually prove it. We've done cortisol mouse swab tests on our warriors that show the physiology of our warriors' brains are changing for the better. And two-thirds of them reduce their PTSD-related medications, and a third of them roll off all of their PTSD medications within six months. I mean, this is transformational. Our warriors' kids have higher grades. They have stronger relationships. Uh, 72% are going back to school or back to work or doing more school or more work. And it's a profound impact on them, their families, and our entire communities. And the second is that it shows the power of a rescue dog. It is so important that the message get out there that every dog has value. Every dog has a, a ability to do some service. And our special service dogs are out there really changing the world for our warriors. And we want people to value rescue dogs as much as every other dog out there. Absolutely. That is extremely encouraging and inspiring and something our community will be really excited to get behind and support. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share? Maybe a specific story of a warrior and their service dog or anything that comes to mind? Yeah, absolutely. I've got so many. Um, but one of that, uh, you know, always strikes me as the most interesting is uh, we had a warrior who um, was sexually assaulted when she served in Afghanistan. And uh, when she came back to the United States, she had incredibly crippling PTSD, so much so that she wouldn't leave her own bedroom. She had a gun under her pillow. She had a um, refrigerator in her bedroom and a lock on the door and wouldn't come out and even had trouble speaking to her own children who refused to go into her bedroom. And then um, through some miracle of circumstances, she found the will to get to Canines for Warriors. And she was incredibly suspicious of all of us and our staff. Um, it was a challenging first two weeks, but by the time we got to week three, something clicked and it started to work really, really well. And I can't explain the confidence that she grabbed, but she asked if she could speak at our graduation. And of course we said, of course, you know, we'd love to have you speak. And then she went home, the gun was gone from under her pillow. The lock was off of her bedroom. The refrigerator was gone. She went back to school and I'm not kidding you. She became a PTA president. And just recently, she was the first person in history to take a service dog inside the lines at a PGA Tour event. And so uh, it's an amazing 180 degree turn from someone who was really suffering. And this is just one dog that opened every door, basically, for her for her whole life. Wow, that is really incredible. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you, Rory, for taking the time to speak with us about this very important initiative. And from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for all you and your team are doing to improve the lives of our service members who are struggling with PTSD. Well, I appreciate you taking an interest and thanks for your members for listening. And now we're going to hear from Congressman Rutherford. Take it away, Brandon. 
Thank you, Dana, and thank you for joining us, Congressman Rutherford, to discuss H.R. 3103, the Pause Act of 2019, a bill you introduced in Congress last year. And uh, as members of the animal health community, we are proud to support this act and share more about it with our advocates. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about the Pause Act and what it would do if it became law? Yes, uh, and, and thank you for this opportunity to talk about what I think is a very uh, significant piece of legislation concerning our veterans. And, and what the PAWS Act specifically does, uh, and PAWS is Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Members. And um, what it does is it sets up a competitive grant program uh, that the VA would administer in partnership with organizations out there like Canines for Warriors uh, right here in Ponte Vedra. Uh, but it would set up these competitive grant programs with them for those organizations that meet the national standard of the Association of Service Dog Providers for military veterans. Uh, that's an important element of this. It's not just for anyone. Uh, and the competitive grant would provide a $25,000 uh, grant for the matching of a veteran with a canine. And uh, it's, it's uh, to be eligible uh, for the program, those veterans must be registered and, and be uh, enrolled in the VA system and have to have had received a PTSD diagnosis uh, by a qualified healthcare provider. And, Initially, the bill is going to provide uh, $10 million for uh, a four-year period for those competitive grants. Great. And what, um, what exactly would be covered by the $25,000 grant? Well, for example, the Canines for Warriors, they, they literally bring the veteran to their location in Ponte Vedra, and they, they bring them in from all over the country. And, and they match them up with uh, canines that they have. It's, it's not just any old canine. They actually uh, attempt to match the canine with the particular veteran uh, who's arrived. And then they go through a, a very lengthy training process uh, where the dog and the veteran uh, learn to interact with each other and the dogs are literally taught, for example, if the, if the veteran is, is asleep, for example, and he may be, uh, the dog might recognize that he's in the middle of a, um, a nightmare, uh, sleeping fitfully and, and that sort of thing. Uh, the dog's actually trained to wake him up and get him out of that environment. Um, so that's, that's uh, just an example of uh, the training that, that they get. Yeah, that's amazing. And how did you come to introducing the PAWS Act and uh, why is this cause particularly important to you? Well, actually, um, I, I actually picked it up uh, because it was introduced by uh, my predecessor. Well, it wasn't my predecessor, but he was in the county just south of us. Um, actually, he's now the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. I uh, introduced this bill initially working with the uh, canines for Warriors. And as you know, District 4 that I represent here in Northeast Florida has a very large uh, military population. Uh, 
Governor DeSantis had introduced this bill uh, the year before I, I arrived in Congress. Uh, it, it didn't get passed. And so uh, Rory Diamond, who uh, is the CEO of Canines for Warriors, introduced this, uh, this bill to me, asked me if I would champion it. And um, he didn't know, but in my past, I, I had a 41 year career in law enforcement. In the last 12, I was actually the sheriff in, in Jacksonville, which is, it's a consolidated um, agency. So I had police, but I also had the jails. And, and in fact, one of the programs that um, my Department of Corrections had convinced me to begin before I, before I was term limited out as, as sheriff in Duval County was actually uh, having prisoners uh, do obedience training for dogs. And it took, them a while to, it took them a while to convince me that that was a good idea, having dogs in a prison setting. Uh, but I can tell you it, it was amazingly successful. And so when Rory came to me with this program, talking about how these dogs could really assist um, with PTSD, it really made sense to me. And, and I immediately uh, wanted to get involved with it. And so, uh, you know, having, having been a military, a Navy dependent myself uh, growing up, I have a, a, a deep affinity for our veterans, obviously. And um, we have a, very, very large uh, population here in Northeast Florida. And, and the idea that 20 veterans a day are taking their own lives uh, just drives home for me the need for this kind of, of program. Yeah, I know this program will be so helpful. Have you had a chance to meet with any military veterans who are living with severe PTSD who have benefited from service dogs? Yes, I have. In fact, uh, at, at Canines for Warriors, I, I went down when they had a they had a new group coming through, and uh, they were just meeting their dogs, and and it was it was really eye opening to see. And then there was another group that was that was leaving with their dogs, and uh, one of the one of the gentlemen told me that, uh, but for this dog. I would be dead today. And that's, uh, that was very impactful. Uh, so I, I, you know, and there's anecdotal stories uh, like that, uh, how important these dogs are to improving their lives. Um, in fact, some of them even reduce their medication usage. Uh, some of them are, are you know, I had one talk about, you know, I, I couldn't go out of the house and, and uh, now I, I can go out because I have this partner with me, uh, his dog, his canine, and um, it's opened up a whole new world for him. So the, the benefits to this program is not just the suicide prevention, but it's also an increase in quality of life. And... Um, you know, it, it, it really allows these uh, veterans who are suffering with PTSD to, to get some level of normalcy 
back into their back into their daily affairs. So right now, um, the bill's been introduced, and uh, NADC is asking our advocates to uh, urge their members of Congress to co-sponsor it. Um, could you just give us a status update on the bill, um, where it stands currently, and and what uh, citizens can do to help it pass? Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, yes, we currently have 30 House sponsors. Uh, we're going to continue to to push that hard and get the get the word out about this program. That's why this podcast is so important, and I want to thank you again for this opportunity. Uh, we also have this. We also have bicameral support for this legislation. Senator Fisher over in the Senate is uh, introduced a companion bill uh, in the Senate. So we have bipartisan and bicameral support for this. Um, I have to tell you, one of the most frustrating things for me has been, th this is our, I guess, uh, second year of running this bill. And the VA continues to talk about a study that they're doing before they will actually support this bill. And that's frustrating for me. Um, I don't need a study. I've, I've heard these, uh, these veterans talk about the impact that these canines have in their lives. Uh, the anecdotal stories are all over the country, not just here in Northeast Florida. Um, and, and, and quite frankly, I'm tired of waiting for their study. It was supposed to be out over a year ago. Uh, so we need to move forward with this. And, and the way your listeners can help us is call your congressmen, call your state senators, tell them about this very important bill that literally has the, the, the potential of saving lives, of reducing medication cost, and bringing a quality of life to our veterans uh, suffering from PTSD that they never imagined they could have. Thank you. That's great. And thank you again for taking the time to, uh, to talk about the PAWS Act with us, Congressman Rutherford. Is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know before uh, we let you go today? Well, I, I would just say uh, so that they know which bill they're talking about. It's H.R. 3103, the PAWS Act. Uh, call call your, your congressmen, call your senators, and, and let them know. Um, we hope that we can get it on track for a release uh, this summer on the floor. And uh, we, we certainly need the help of, of every uh, one out there to, to call their congressman and, and let them know. Excellent. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep supporting it. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us today. My pleasure. Thank you again. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up this special edition podcast from Embrace, highlighting the PAWS Act. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to our special guests, Rory Diamond and Congressman Rutherford, for joining us. As a community, we need your voice to be heard so that together we can make a difference. Please visit navc.com embrace. That's navc.com E-M-B-R-A-C-E to become an advocate and support the PAWS Act today. It's easy and oh so rewarding. Thank you to everyone for joining us on this special edition podcast. As always, remember to visit us on Vetfolio for all of your continuing education needs. Bye until next time and stay healthy, everyone.